Mrs. Marchmont, I'm so glad you could come, she said. And who is this young lady? Barbara Wells, said Barbara, holding out her hand politely. How do you do, Miss Trout? Barbara is my goddaughter, said Angela. She arrived yesterday and is staying with me at the cottage. I don't have any parents, explained Barbara helpfully, so I have to go to whoever will have me. It's Angela's turn now. Clifford Maynard laughed. Then we have something in common, he said. It is Aunt Emily's turn to look after me at present. Don't you live here all the time? asked Angela. I do now, yes. I had spent the last few years in London attempting, unsuccessfully, I might add, to make a living on the stage. But I came down here a month or two ago to visit Aunt Emily, and have somehow ended up staying for the present. Dear Clifford is always so kind, said Miss Trout. I have few relations still living, and even fewer who are prepared to come all this way to see me, so it is a great comfort to have Clifford with me here all the time. I had not seen him for many years, since he was quite a child, in fact, so I was most surprised and delighted when he turned up here. Angela, perhaps uncharitably, wondered whether Miss Trout had any money to leave, then almost immediately dismissed the idea, since the state of the house made it highly unlikely. "'I say,' said Barbara, who had made a bee-line for the window, "'you have a corking view here.' "'Corking is the very word,' said the old lady, her eyes twinkling as she joined the girl. "'Do you like it?' "'Oh, yes, it's simply splendid. "'I should like to live in Cornwall always. "'I go to school in Hertfordshire, which is deadly dull. "'No sea or lakes or mountains or anything like that at all. "'But look, there's our cottage, "'and the little cove where I went for a bathe this morning.' "'She beamed. "'How lucky you are!' "'What should you say if I were to tell you "'that this house has a secret passage "'leading down to that very cove?' said Miss Trout. Barbara stared. A real secret passage, here in this house? Oh, yes. May I see it? You shall certainly see it after we have had tea, replied the old lady. Shall we? They all sat, and Miss Trout poured tea from a china teapot with a chip in the spout. As you can see, most of the things in this house are in a sad condition, she said. My brother was unlucky enough to lose most of his money in an unfortunate speculation, and so was unable to afford the upkeep. I have even less money than he did, and so the place has rather been left to fall to rack and ruin. "'Have you never thought of leaving?' asked Angela. Miss Trout looked shocked. "'Oh, no, I could never do that,' she said. "'Why, this house has been in our family for a hundred and fifty years or more.' She drew herself up. "'I am the last of the Trouts,' she said. Here Barbara stifled a giggle. "'And I am quite determined to stay here until the bitter end.' Angela glared at Barbara, then said, "'Your brother is no longer alive, I take it.' Miss Trout gave a mournful smile. "'Unfortunately not. Jeremiah could no longer stand the Poldarrow winters and their effect on his health.' So a few months ago he went abroad to Italy, where he sadly died only a few weeks later. "'He ought to have stayed here,' said Clifford. 
At that age the journey was bound to kill him. Miss Trout took out a handkerchief and dabbed at her eye, and Angela tactfully changed the subject. They finished their tea, and Barbara immediately said, "'Please, may we see the secret passage now?' Clifford smiled, and Miss Trout gave her tinkling laugh. "'Why, of course,' she said. "'But first I must tell you a little of the history of the house. A hundred and fifty years ago, Paul Darrow Point was nothing like the big rambling building you see today. At that time it was merely a large, comfortable farmhouse. It was owned by my ancestor, a man called Richard Warriner, who was better known in these parts as Preacher Dick. Was he a pirate? asked Barbara breathlessly. No, said Miss Trout, then paused dramatically. He was a smuggler. 